Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, with extended lockdowns and the government disincentivizing foreign travel for the foreseeable future, the Irish tourism sector will again be highly dependent on staycations this summer. Looking ahead to the challenges facing the tourism sector, Catherine Flanagan from the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation joins me on the phone now. Catherine, you're the head of special projects with the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation, but what functions does the organisation provide for the sector? Well, the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation is better known as ITIC, and it is an umbrella organisation and it represents the leading tourism interests and businesses throughout the Republic of Ireland. So our members, of which we have over 30, would include the leading tourism and hospitality associations like the Irish Hotels Federation and the Restaurants Association, um, in addition to some of the international carriers like Aer Lingus and Stena and also some of the um, large, iconic um, uh, visitor and tourism attractions in Ireland, such as the Guinness Storehouse and Jemison. And of course, the tourism sector was undoubtedly one of the worst affected sectors last year. But remind our listeners about the scale of the impact which COVID-19 had on these businesses. Well, the scale was uh, immense and it was immediately felt. I remember where I was in Fitzpatrick's Castle in Kalini last March when the news came through that the St. Patrick's Day uh, Festival was going to be cancelled with immediate effect. And straight away, everybody had the sense that nothing was going to be the same for the foreseeable future. Um, At that point, when tourism closed, we didn't at that stage in any way appreciate or foresee how long we were going to be closed. And little did we think that by the end of the year, we would be counting job losses of 160,000 and a drop in international visitor numbers of about 90% on the previous year. And of course, the international tourist market makes up about 70%, doesn't it? Yeah, it's very substantial and it is spread all around the country. Um, so 70% of our um, our travellers come from overseas and their spend is much more substantial than the domestic market too. It's extremely valuable business that comes from North America, from Great Britain, mainland Europe and from farther afield. It's highly valued and highly prized. And of course, the government hasn't been wanting in relation to providing a full range of supports for businesses throughout this pandemic, which included the employment wage support scheme, the COVID restriction support scheme, commercial rates waivers, amongst others. What is the organisation's thoughts in relation to the level of supports that the state has provided to date? Well, I think that um, a good deal of credit needs to be given to the state for supports that have been provided so far and which were quickly rolled out um, with you know, minimum bureaucracy and put in place, uh, particularly the, the wage subsidy schemes when they came on board. The challenge, I suppose, that tourism has faced, and we acknowledge that the government has faced this too, is nobody really thought that this would go on as long as it has. And nobody really thought that we would be faced with rolling, opening and closures of the sector over the last number of months. So we were kind of existing in a state of suspended uncertainty, wondering uh, what's going to happen three months down the road. So certainly the supports have been put in place. Um, some could do with some improvements and we, we wouldn't stop um, you know, advocating for, for supports that are certainly going to help tourism survive 
as best that it can. Um, so, you know, some good work done and a little bit more to do. And of course, some of those supports expire from the 31st of March 2021, whilst others are running out at the end of this year. Is the sector now looking for certainty in relation to the existing supports being continued until the end of the year at least? That would exactly be it, yes. Um, as you can imagine, tourism and hospitality, as everybody knows, it's a very labour-intensive type of work and it is a very key employer in the regions particularly um, where it would support local micro-economies quite strongly. So losing key assets, which, you know, key human assets, key staff out of the sector is something that we would wish to avoid at all possible. And the wage subsidy schemes have been absolutely essential. Um, consistency in relation to how long they're going to last and the rates of pay that are going to be offered are very important to know. And we would love to have a commitment that goes right up to December 31st of this year because then people are able to operate with a degree of certainty. And Catherine, has the Confederation actually identified any new supports that need to be introduced by government? Well, we're aware that there is um, a large amount of EU funding which is ring-fenced for Ireland. And we'd like to see um, clearer plans on how that might be used to support businesses that have been um, so badly damaged by COVID. There's a current scheme also in place, as you know, the CRSS. And unfortunately, a large number of tourism businesses haven't yet been able to avail of that because of the nature of their business, um, whether they are you know, tour operators or boat rental or conference organisers. And we'd love to see the parameters of that extended out to make it more widely available. There's been um, a very good provision for business continuity funds and Vault Ireland now are in the process of uh, distributing those funds. So we would like to see all of those supports continue throughout the year and um, and perhaps just some improvements to those that are already in place. And we, and we have a deep interest in that EU funding that's going to come down the tracks. And Catherine, the Stay and Spend initiative was a key feature of the July job stimulus, but due yeah. to the subsequent lockdowns, it never really had an opportunity to gain any momentum. Would you like to see Stay and Spend extended beyond April? And are there any amendments to the scheme that ITIC believe would enhance consumer uptake? Absolutely. We'd love to see a revision of it. Um, We'd love to be involved in a rewrite of the stay and spend scheme. Certainly when we looked across um, the the water at our counterparts in Britain um, who launched their uh, Eat Out to Help Out scheme, it was a terrific driver of uh, people going into restaurants in September. Now, obviously, perhaps there were were mistakes made in relation to the social distancing and the... um, the practicalities of so many people dining out during the week and that would have to be considered very carefully in light of public health. But here we were disappointed that it was a tax credit at the end of the year. People didn't really perceive that as attractive enough to drive them outside into the restaurants and and the hotels. And also the fact that it didn't include some visitor attractions and other um, tourism services that would have added great benefit to people's summer holidays was also an opportunity lost. So we'd certainly like to see a redesign of that as some sort of stimulus for people to go out and spend some of the the alleged pent-up money that they have uh, saved up for their holidays this year. And of course, there has been much debate about the testing and quarantine requirements for international travellers entering Ireland. Mm -hmm. But what would ITIC like to see happen in this regard? That, in fact, Carl, is kind of a million-dollar question. Um, As as you said at the start of the piece, 70% of our visitors come from overseas. But we feel that... um, 
while we would advocate very strongly for, you know, rapid scalable testing um, for international travel to enable people to come and visit Ireland, to be honest, the situation is changing so quickly that I think what people just want to see is a consistency and a decision and ideally multilateral agreements across a number of countries because at the moment it, 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 it's very difficult in a state of uncertainty to see what other countries are doing, rates of vaccination, expectations that carriers may have and really you know, it, it would be wonderful to see um, like an EU designed um, agreement that goes across a number of different countries so that there's clarity for everybody both inbound and outbound. And has ITIC seen any of your members go out of business to date? I find that a difficult question to answer. I think that a lot of organisations are going to see how they can survive through these quieter months um, and see what supports are there. I don't think we will really see a definite answer to that question until all businesses are either um, you know, ready to, eat, to reopen whenever there is that sort of grand and safe reopening, which hopefully will come at some point, perhaps quarter two, quarter three of this year. So I, I couldn't say with any certainty who has fallen by the wayside, but I, I, I would be saddened, and yet it's very likely that, uh, that we will see some businesses not reopen this year. And of course, as we look ahead at the second half of 2021, what is your outlook in relation to a prospect of a recovery in the sector? There's a sense in the industry that really we could just be optimistic for one more, um, you know, one more opening. So whatever length period of time that we're closed for currently, we would really hope to to open with a degree of safety um, later on in the year. We, we hope that the domestic market will be strong this year. Um, last year we had a good summer, but again, reiterating 70% of our international of our revenue comes from overseas. And while we lost last summer, it would be absolutely devastating to lose a second summer. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Catherine Flanagan from the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation. And we hope that the sector will obtain the necessary supports to enjoy brighter days ahead. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.